The English took Narragansett and Wampanoag captives along the way, creating new grievances. Some of the captives joined English forces to avoid execution or enslavement. Supplemented by these newly acquired scouts, along with southern Indian Pequot and Mohegan troops, the colonial force numbered over 1,100 men, including Samuel Mosley from Massachusetts, Benjamin Church from Plymouth, and Robert Treat from Connecticut. They attacked the Narragansett Swamp Stronghold in December in a battle that caused many casualties on both sides. Having lost nearly a quarter of their troops in the assault, the English Indian force, in an eerie echo of the Pequot War, set the Narragansett Fort and the homes within it on fire. Many non-combatants perished or were captured, but most of their military forces survived and escaped to regroup and began attacking English towns in Rhode Island and Plymouth. Now the United Colonies were at war with the Narragansetts as well. Aggressive slaving by Massachusetts and Plymouth may also have driven the Pocassets, another group that initially remained neutral, into military alliance with Medicom in the summer and fall of 1675. Although connected with Medicom through strong kinship ties, the Pocasset squaw Sachem Witamu continued to meet with English officials and in June had promised neutrality. Around the same time, other Wampanoag groups and smaller Sachemates renewed their allegiances to the English and promised to help defend English towns against Indian attack. As with the Narragansetts, however, Wampanoag refugees who moved to Witamu's territory soon became the target of English troops, and so, by extension, did her people. Unlike the rather casual mobilizations of troops and commanders in previous conflicts, this war was different, at least initially. Colonial governments plunged into intense military preparations at the outbreak of conflict, the Massachusetts Bay General Court began by raising taxes, to be paid in money, not in kind, and with no exemption even for soldiers themselves, in order to pay for guns, ammunition, and food supplies both for the soldiery and civilians. This was not to be a war of swords and pikes, the magistrates warned, but a deadlier conflict of carbines, bullets, and gunpowder.